to At The Root with Greg Kuyper on KKNW. He is back. So I'm here. You're here. It's so exciting. <laughs> so as a reminder to everyone, Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. His practice is Kuyper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection with ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you are interested in calling in, you have a question, you want to share an insight, uh, you need some clarification, feel free to call in. The number is 425-373-5527. I'll say it again because we're actually here today and we can answer <laughs> your questions. So, uh, you know, operators stand by. Uh, again, it's 425-373-5527. And also a reminder that you can also learn more about Greg, his practice, his YouTube channel at his website, KuyperCounseling.com. So I'm not going to do a lot more intro because really we want Greg. Greg. Well, it's good to be back. Really good to be back. You know, I, I, I I just took a little time off from the show for reflection and kind of recharge the batteries a bit. Um, well, sp- without uh, connection to self. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Improving my connection. Spent some time at a meditation retreat. That was wonderful. Did some writing, did some research. I continued to see my clients, but I just took a break from the show. Nice. And now I'm ready to go again. I Love mean, it. Just, yeah, here we go. Yeah. And, I, you know, as I spent this time, I, 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 I did so with a heightened awareness of how we interact with others, how we all do that. And, and I did that intentionally, studying and observing all kinds of relationships happening around me, you know, in my work with, with clients and, and in a broader scope out in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Interactions. And our interactions with others are a significant part of our existence. They indicate and emphasize one of the innate needs uh, we humans, as mammals, have. And that is social connection, right? The other innate needs being safety and satisfaction. But social connection is an innate human need. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Over the course of time, you know, mammals, of which we are one, evolved with a need for connection with their own, you know, basically for survival. The pack, the herd, the tribe, you know, the family. Mm -hmm. Um, And as this protective togetherness evolved further, the safety provided a basis for empathy, showing a concern for the welfare of another, right? And at least for humans, and I, I think for other animals, mammals as well. I yeah. mean, they, they say that empathy requires consciousness, but, uh, and, you know, I think there's consciousness out there not just in us humans. But Sure, you see all those videos of, you know, like the, the chicken that adopts the kitten and, you know, like, <laughs> I mean, they're out there, right? right. Like, I'm thinking like elephants and dolphins and whales. And well, yeah, 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 but still, animals, <laughs> mammals, like, okay. whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, as we developed consciousness, that empathic concern evolved into an ability that, that we gained for compassion. 
attention to not only the words, but the feelings that are moving back and forth between us in these interactions. And the content we are hearing in these interactions is not just the words, but the context and the purpose and the feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Sensing and knowing the emotional content of what is being communicated. The words are the information. The emotions are the sensitivities. And you know, that, that takes us right back to where we left off a few weeks ago on the last live show, right? Mm-hmm. As I, I was reviewing and we were talking about listening. And, and so here I am again talking about listening. I just think it's so important. And uh, there's a lot more to be said, I think. Yeah. Well, and we need to listen to it. And, I mean, it sounds like even during your time that you took off, you were taking some time to listen with the meditation that you did and, you know, the research that you were doing and your writing and even working with patients. It's going back to that touchstone of active listening. Right. And uh, especially with the clients I was working on uh, with during that time. uh, uh, And listening is a critical piece in every one of those individuals that I'm seeing mm-hmm. and couples. Sure. It's, it's a key factor in what's going on in their life, right? Whether it's a failure to listen or, or not listening correctly, correctly, but you know what I mean. I know what you uh, mean. Uh, you know, and uh, so I want to talk some more about that. I love it. Well, and and how important it is to, obviously, it goes back to the introduction of your show, the show, which is it's not just with others, but it's with ourselves. Ourselves, yeah. And that's a big piece. So then why don't we take a break here so that we can then start start and, like, really dive in. Okay. All right, let's Let's take a break. You're listening to At The Root with Greg Kuiper. We'll be right back. Sometimes psychotherapy is not enough to get to the root of our illusions. Hypnotherapy with licensed practitioner Annette Kuyper of Solid Insight can help. With hypnotherapy, it's possible to tap into what's beneath our layers of protection and resolve the illusions that stop us from accomplishing what we want. Hypnotherapy is a safe state of relaxed calm coupled with elevated mental awareness that allows for a deeper dive into our subconscious. Led by Annette, it's about understanding and loving ourselves and creating a deeper connection with others. Learn more about Annette at SolidInsightNow.com. Looking to reconnect with your partner, spouse, kids, or self? When the disconnect seemingly has been there for a lifetime and is impacting your relationships, it's difficult to determine how and where to start. But At The Root with Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling is the perfect first step. Throughout each episode, Greg talks about establishing emotional connection with ourselves and others. He offers experience, advice, explanation, and resources to listeners. You can find past episodes on his website, KuyperCounseling.com, or through his YouTube channel, Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuyper. Hey, are you missing listening to this show is all about you with me, J.D.K. Winnikin? Well, you don't have to. You can still listen to Greg Kuyper's show at The Root and my show. It's a win-win in every way because you can download my show and his at Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. 
Don't miss a minute of either show and listen to them on your own schedule. So be aware out there that you can listen to both of us still. And isn't that comforting? Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. Before the break, we caught up a little bit with Greg about what he was doing. And he kind of set us up for what we're going to talk about. And if you were listening, <laughs> then you know that we're talking about listening. We are. <laughs> and, and really what we're talking about here is what we call attunement. This is the mutual exchange of sensitivities and information. So, so the words we hear from someone else or we're sharing with them is the information, right? That's the information. The emotions and the feelings behind the words are the sensitivities. So if we're going to engage with someone on a meaningful level, meaningful level, we need, we need both. Especially if this is a partner or family member or a best friend, you know, somebody you really want to be close with or believe that you're close with, right? We, we need the exchange of sensitivities mm-hmm. and information, emotions and words, basically. We don't get the full context of this engagement without the feelings. Without that, we are guessing or assuming. And how often do we get that right, right? I wow, mean, I mean, yeah. there's an expression about that. <laughs> yeah. Especially... When we are using our autopilot of past experiences to do this assuming. Mm-hmm. Right? Our narratives a- that you've talked about. Yep. When we are not fully attuned, we are not in the present moment. That's what I'm saying. We are, we are in our autopilot, our unconscious programming, which is, what is it? It's our past. It's our past. And when we're not in the present moment, we are being governed in our decisions and thinking and feeling by that unconscious past. Mm -hmm. The patterns of thoughts and behaviors and emotions that, that make up our illusions, remember, in order to be attuned with another, we both need to be functioning from the present moment, the here and now. This is, this is like a universal law, right? Think about it. If you're not in the present moment, you're not attuned. Sure. If you're not attuned, you're not in the present moment. It's just kind of, that's right. it. And I liked your wording when you talked about uh, that when you're not in the present moment, you're being governed. Right. It's like there is something that is leading you and, and directing you to go to these unconscious past feelings and experiences right and it's all in that programming that patterning that we have developed over many years right of 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 our life especially in our earlier uh, formative years we develop these illusions mm-hmm. well, we've talked about them you know the the defense mechanisms the coping mechanisms uh, the things that allow us to function what we believe to be on a more comfortable level Right. <laughs> without thinking. That's the problem. Without thinking. Yeah. Right? It's just autopilot. It's like breathing or eating. It's just running in the background. Which is why so many of us breathe the wrong way, by the way. Yeah. That's a different show. <laughs> different show. <laughs> when, 
When we're in the present moment and we are engaged, right, we are truly listening to the other. We hear the words, we feel the emotion and the context. This active listening, as Carl Rogers, renowned humanist and psychologist called it, is essential to individual growth. And not just for the listener, but for the other. It allows them to understand themselves more and to not feel alone. So this is a a growth process for both people, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The listener and the, the, the one doing the speaking. And then when the roles change, it's, it's still an ongoing growth process. It's a journey that's just happening and they're discovering more and more about themselves and about the other person when they're attuned, right? Yeah. Yeah. Rogers called this thinking with people instead of, of for or about them. He calls it listening for total meaning, right? Both the content and the feeling behind it. So I think, you know... That statement is so crucial to what we've been talking about, thinking with people instead of for them or about them. Like, think about it. How often do you engage with someone close to you and they are sharing something in just with you that is so very important and real to them in the moment? And they're hoping and even needing you to just be there with them, right? And and you hear the words and your thoughts are thinking for them. You are fixing the situation for them, for them. You know, I don't know why she just doesn't do this or this. It sounds so simple to me, right? Or, or if he just stopped for a minute, I could tell him how to remedy this. Okay, this is me 24 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... Do we want to know this story? I mean, <laughs> I, I may or may not have a 19-year-old son, and he's (laughs) got some things going on that, you know, he sort of gets to this heightened point of freak out. And, you know, I I think that I'm listening. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but I'm waiting. I actually, and and as you're talking about this, this is why I needed you back. Um, (laughs) It's like I'm just waiting for the balloon to run out of air. Right. So that I can, like... Get a word Are you in. done? Yeah. 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 Let's go on. Are you finished? Right. I told you how to fix this. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean. Or, or, so our mind is analyzing the data, the words that's coming at us, right? They're just, here they are again, the same words, whatever. And, and we're formulating solutions. So we are thinking for them, right? Or our mind goes to a place of judgment. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. Here. You know, I, you can hear your mind. Uh, they're trying to share something with you, and you go, here we go again. Yep. He always does this. Oh. Yep. <laughs> or or she'll never learn. This uh-huh. is such irrational thinking. Oh, yeah, 100%. So in these instances, we are thinking about them, right? But uh, we are not thinking with them. When we have these thoughts while the other is sharing, we are not in the moment with them. We are thinking, we are not thinking with them. And let's just say they're being a little irrational and we start thinking with them. (laughs) Doesn't that make us, by extension, a little irrational? 
or are we just trying to like feel the depth of what they're feeling and how like the fact that they can get so wound up about this thing. So we're just trying to be empathic for a moment to see the depth to which they're feeling this. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're talking about when we're talking about thinking with them. It's not thinking the same thing. They are agreeing with them. Okay. A lot of the times we don't agree. Right. But we can still relate to how they're feeling. Right. Yes. Essentially what we're doing in those instances, we're just trying to get it over with because we think we don't have time for this. Our time is much more important than this engagement. And, or, we don't have the emotional bandwidth to go there with that person. Uh, Seriously, were you at my house 24 hours ago? (laughs) Okay. We are selfish, and we make it about ourselves. I mean, that's really what it is, right? I'm I'm not saying we do this intentionally. I'm not saying that we, you know. You know, there are some people with various personality disorders that may do that. But but in general, the rest of us, we are just acting from our autopilot, right? Mm -hmm. The unconscious programming of our past. So here we have our partner in the moment with their thoughts and feelings. And we are functioning in the now from our past. So how in the world is this going to work? It doesn't. No, no. It, it, it just well. doesn't work. It doesn't, it doesn't work. It's certainly not going to go well for our uh, partner who is excited or hurting or, you know, anything in between and wanting us to share in that excitement or hurt. And we aren't available. And even worse, you know, their perception of this is that we don't care. We don't care. Right. Or that we think they're crazy. Yeah. Diminished. The, this feeling of dismissal, rejection, or abandonment, all issues of self-worth, right? Rearing their ugly heads, storming out of our partner's past. Right? So they got their past coming in now. Um to, to rule what's going on because mm-hmm. of what their perception is of our, you know, our dismissal rejection. We don't have time. Or, do, you know, we don't have time for this or we don't want to get all mushy with what's going on with them, right? With the bandwidth, the emotional right. bandwidth. So here's another hit to that self-worth that they already are struggling with. Sure. Like I think in the case of uh, my son, like he's the fourth child. He's the youngest. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that there was constantly a a subconscious, unconscious message of like, what? What do you want now? And, you know, a feeling of like dismissal and, you know, whatever was going on that made him feel unseen, unheard, dismissed, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. I'm a great mother. <laughs> 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 I'm doing the best I can. That's all you can do. And I'm with... With help from Greg, I'm learning to do better. So, okay. So then now what do we need to do? <laughs> well, so here, without knowing, we have given them the perception that we don't care. Mm-hmm. Another hit to their self-worth, right? And over time, years and years, time, this turns into deep shame. And so this person 
with this perception of dismissal or rejection, whatever, develops this feeling of, I'm not worthy of their attention. I must not be worthy of their mm-hmm. attention. They're not giving it to me. They don't care about me or they'd engage. What have I done wrong to deserve this? So then it turns into this victim, right? I am nothing to them but a housekeeper mm-hmm. or a meal ticket or, you know, fill in the blank. Right. right. For, and it, for the partner that is not listening, they haven't found the awareness to know that it is them. <laughs> With their fear or ignorance of emotional expression, that is a major contributing factor to their partner's devastating lack of self-worth, right? So they don't even know. They don't have the awareness to know that it's them that's, that's helping their partner along in this path, a spiral of uh, lack of self-worth, disappointment, despair. It's always the mother's fault. <laughs> <laughs> this, we've got to have a session. This is, this is not working for you. This, this goes on and on for years, right? I see this pattern every day in my work with individuals and couples. And, and in all these readings and research I do, it's everywhere. It is an existential crisis. That's my opinion. And, you know, I say this because it's not just happening in individual relationships. This is, this is very macro, too. Mm-hmm. Right? I think about it. All this, I mean, let's not take, make political but, things going here, but, I mean, nobody's listening right. to the other side. Hundred percent. You know, and that's we'll get into that more maybe in the future. That cognitive dissonance, right? That's that 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 whole piece that this is what I believe, even if I've been proven wrong, I'm still going to find ways to prove that that I'm that I'm right so that I can continue to have this belief, even though it's been proven to be incorrect. Right. And we do that, all humans do that, because, you know, it's, it's hard to be, I don't want to use, yeah, wrong. I'll just use the word. It's hard to be incorrect. Right. It's hard for our beliefs to be knocked down. Let's put it that way, right? Well, and is there an element of it where it's like you so want to believe this thing that you're you're clinging to the thing that aligns with your viewpoint, right? Right, right? And so even if it's been proven otherwise or, you know, there's, I don't know, let's say it's something where there's multiple opinions, you're, right. of course, going to default to the one that most closely that aligns. That supports yours. Right. Yeah. We actually, we actually go out and look for that. Which In, is why the Internet is scary, WebMD. Well, yeah, yeah of course. But, but we actually go out and look for that. And it, it, unconsciously, it's not like we're, or maybe consciously, but most of the time it's probably unconsciously searching and looking for an echo uh, chamber. the support, yeah, echo chamber, the support for our belief that is being questioned. And what is that called? Cognitive? Cognitive dissonance. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. 
Okay. And, and, you know, we all have that to a certain extent. People with more awareness obviously can deal with it and, and question that. But if we don't have awareness, then it's just operating, once again, in the background in this unconscious programming. People are not listening to others with open hearts. That's what I call it, right? And speaking of hearts, I have some facts here. Did you know that the heart emits an electrical field 60 times greater in amplitude than the activity of the brain? Really? 60 times. And it has, the heart has an electromagnetic field 5,000 times stronger than that of the brain. Wow. Is that amazing? I thought the brain was like the strongest organ. The heart is, actually. The electromagnetic field generated by the heart can extend up to three feet outside our bodies. And the electromagnetic field of two individuals touching or within a few feet of each other can interact so that energy activity in the heart of one individual is measured in the brain waves of the other. Think about that. Wow. So this is a method of communication that we're just totally not even, most of the time, in tune with, right? So, I mean, I'm generally pretty good at, like, reading people's energy. Right. So, basically, there's this is saying that there's some validity to that, that if you get a vibe about a person... Yeah. Or it feels like there's, you You're know, getting a vibe. You're getting a vibe, like the, whatever the energy is. Especially if you're in fairly close proximity, right? Interesting. Within that few feet, um, your brain is registering that electromagnetic field around their heart, that three-foot area. Wow. And that's how you can, yeah, you get the vibe of the other person, yeah. right? So. How important is this in connection and in um, attunement, right? Exchanging the sensitivities, mutual exchange of sensitivities and information. So here we are. And being able to listen. And when I say listen, I'm talking about feel the feelings Uh too, right? Uh So let's just say... Being able to feel the feelings of that person, especially if they're in your electromagnetic field, it's there. And so if we just pay attention and we're aware, this is empathy. Think about it. This is where empathy comes from. It's It's the listening for total meaning. Yeah. Hmm. It's fascinating stuff. This is from Dr. Joel Kahn. He's a renowned holistic cardiologist. He also says that the neurons within the heart, the cells within the heart, enable the heart to learn, remember, and make decisions independent of the brain's cerebral cortex. Wow. Is that amazing? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's So we have that's two like, brains, basically. That's we have, like... The whole gut intuition thing. That is it, yeah. So it's becoming more and more common knowledge in the scientific realm uh, these days that uh, the thinking that we have two brains, right? 
one in our head and one in our chest. And that's, it's, it's proven now. Oh. You know, there's two energy centers. So I'm getting off track here a bit. But, but, yeah, but this is fascinating. But I do want to, you know, I do want to talk more about this brain-heart connection and uh, how it applies to listening. Yeah, I mean, it is just like, so as somebody who identifies as an intuitive or somebody uh-huh. that can read energy, this is so interesting to me because at times I can be accused of not listening to people. Uh-huh. And that is based on the fact that I talk a lot, which I know sounds silly. No. Uh, mm. But, you know, people have a tendency to think, oh, you talk a lot, you don't listen. Are you really paying attention? Right. Yeah. And the answer is yes. I actually am paying attention, and I'm able to listen to things that are not being said, to nuances, mm-hmm. reading people's vibe, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I can tell when there's a shift in a mood or, you energy. know, how, energy. right, it's totally right. a shift in the energy. So, right. I mean, that is, it's fascinating to me that it's, you know, it's important to obviously, as you said, it was uh, Carl Rogers. Carl Rogers. Look at yeah. me remembering that. Um, yeah. That, you know, the content is the piece that I associate with my brain and right. context, Right and deeper understanding, but then the feeling is that second brain that you're talking about in the heart. Right. It is. And, and so we can all, we all have that ability, if you will, or the, the potential. That ability, it requires awareness, right? If you are in the electromagnetic field of someone else, right. let's say it's your partner, whatever, then with awareness, you can feel their energetic field. And it's, it's, there's a communication going on there underneath, right? Yeah. There is, of, of, of understanding, empathy, compassion. But if we're not aware, you can be in that field and... So it's not just chemistry, it's physics. It's physics too, yeah. Interesting. Biology, physics. Yep. Let's take a break. And then when we come back, uh, I have a question. I'm going to go back to what you were talking about with, uh, you know, a situation. And I brought up like Mm -hmm. the my son thing. And so I'm going to ask for some guidance. Okay. All right. So uh, keep listening to At the Root with Greg Kuiper. We will be right back. Too many relationships are adversely affected by wounds from our past. Lack of connection, unhappiness, shame, and regret are just some of the fallouts we experience when we choose to avoid addressing those wounds. Greg Kuiper of Kuiper Counseling is a psychotherapist committed to reestablishing connection with self to create greater connection with others. His work with teens, individuals, couples, and those struggling with substance use. If you struggle with old wounds or unhealthy narratives, get to the root of them in yourself by contacting Greg Kuiper at KuiperCounseling.com. That's KuiperCounseling.com. 
Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to stacyconnects.com. Asking questions is better than making assumptions. Such is the premise of my show, Stacy Connects, a show about making connections through conversation. I welcome a diverse assortment of guests to chat about topics and ideas that are sometimes educational, sometimes inspirational, a little personal, and always entertaining. Every week, I draw out and befriend the elephant in the room so listeners can connect with the unexpected. Listen live Tuesdays from 3 to 4 on Alternative Talk, 1150 KKNW. Going our own way every day. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. So we have been talking about listening. We have been talking about energy. We have been talking about how uh, when you listen for tonal meaning, it's like you're engaging both your brain and your heart, which is able to listen on a whole different level it's more energetically and even science proves it so for you know the folks that maybe feel like it's all very wooey there is science about this no yeah it's all scientific scientifically proven anymore it's it's hard to deny it yeah right so the question that i have because i feel like it can relate to a lot of people that are listening so you know i'm only slightly joking about you know what's going on with my son Mm. and I think of it in the context of it could be you know my spouse it could be a co-worker it could be whatever Mm. it is and you know sort of fill in the blank and there's someone that is going through something and it is very how they feel about it is very real right which I fully acknowledge and then the there's the piece that the thing that they're worried about, you know, it's like we're going to lose the house or, you know, right. I'm going to go bald or <laughs> I'm going to lose my job or whatever it is. Right. right? Uh, it does feel somewhat irrational. And when they get wound up. I'm curious about the language that you use, because it goes back to that cognitive dissonance thing. Sure. Where, you know, in their mind, they've got this information. So how do you approach that? Like, it feels like approaching a ticking time bomb. Yeah, I, well, I guess it could. Like, you know, from right. from the standpoint of, like, and I'm, I'm putting myself out there as this example, from the standpoint right. of the person that is watching this happen, you know, I can tell you that, in right. this scenario that I was saying 24 hours ago, you know, I fully acknowledged, you know, hey, what you're going through is absolutely valid. And, you know, I can't tell you how to feel about it. And here is information that you can find answers to. Mm-hmm. However, the only information that you seem to be interested in is the one that validates your worst fears. And... You know, as a parent, I'm participating more in finding solutions than you are. And 
that can't be the case. So I'm I'm thinking about this. Okay, so wait a second now. Switch roles, and how would you feel if you just heard that from your parents or someone? That exactly <laughs> what you just said. Well, I heard that from my parents all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so rational, though, right? I mean, you can't. What you just said makes sense. Yes. To you, makes sense, and and you're you're saying it from a place of wanting to help, right? And how can I share, find information for you, whatever you know? Um, but what missing is that validation of their feelings, right? Right. right. So in these instances, when the when someone is sharing with you, are are they looking for answers? Or are they just looking to, whatever you want to call it, vet, uh, uh, share, uh, someone listen to me, please? So this is that whole hear, help, or handle thing that I've mentioned in the past. Right. Where sometimes your your significant other, your family member, whatever, needs to just be heard. It's the venting. Sometimes they need help. It's a collaborative thing. They're Mm -hmm. asking for the help. And sometimes they're like, I just need you to handle it. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to do all three. Well, right. And I'm basically I'm but I'm not doing one very well. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, I get it. You're feeling something. And I'm moving directly to two. Right. Without passing go and without collecting 200. That's it. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And so by just saying I hear, I hear where you're coming from. Um, But but let me tell you what I think. You see what I'm saying? It's, it, it, it's like what you just said. You kind of moved through it too quickly, right? Mm-hmm. What people are looking for most of the time in these situations, unless they say, hey, I need some advice, what do you think, right? Mm-hmm. When they're just coming to share something with you, and, and what if it's something that's exciting, that's happened to them, and they just can't hold it back, and they want to connect with somebody that's close to them to share that excitement, elation, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Is there a difference? You see what I'm saying? Right. What you would, what would you do in that case? Oh my God, that is so cool! Right. This has happened to you. I am so happy for you. This is incredible. I mean, you would just go on and on, right? And they, both of you would be feeling each other's electromagnetic field, yep. and it's a wonderful, happy, upbeat gratitude type feeling but if somebody comes to you and they're they're hurting they're not excited they're hurting Mm -hmm. so now we come we come we reply to them with the same um, we we need to mirror is what you're suggesting yeah mirror the feelings the feelings oh my god I can't be believe scary, that happened or, to you. You know, wow. That's so scary. Oh my God. You know, you don't want to turn it around about yourself. Right. Of course, you know, right. I had that happen to me once. You don't sure. want to. Well, yeah. Okay. And, you know, a lot of people. I may or may not have done yeah. that. It's, it's just, <laughs> that has to feel terrible. I can imagine the pain that you're going through. I just, you know. Right. So you're talking to them at that level of the pain or the hurt 
or the disappointment, all those lower energy uh, feelings we don't like to engage in as listeners. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because, um, for many of us anyway, it's we don't do that well, never have, mm-hmm. right? Now, we can jump right in there with the excitement piece because that's an uplifting thing, right? Right. But all we want to do is just validate their feelings, not their thoughts, but their feelings, right, in these instances. And too, so many times we validate or invalidate their thoughts, right? Right. If you just do this, this wouldn't be so bad. That's not what they want to hear unless they asked you for advice, right? Right. right. They just want somebody to listen to. And if we go into that place of, oh, God, here we go again, right? Uh, Yeah, guilty. In our head, we just invalidated (laughs) their feeling. And sooner or later, if they keep going on and on, it's going (laughs) to, it's not just going to come across in our words. Maybe we don't have to say anything. They'll see it in our actions, our body language, our voice inflection, and they will feel it in our electromagnetic field that we are vibing right over to them Yep. that uh, we're not paying attention, we don't care. This is the perception that comes across. Which is completely the opposite of what you want to be expressing to, you know, your child, your right. spouse, your significant other, your best friend. Right. And it's so interesting because in order to protect, you know, I'm as I'm thinking about this, I'm like, oh, so in order to protect, you know, my what I think is my emotional health right. by separating and solving mm-hmm. and helping, uh, you know, it's like I don't have to get into the weeds and remember what it was like to feel that way and to go there and to right. to kind of be that empathic part of myself. Right. Because, ew, ick, <laughs> you know, it brings up a lot. And uh, and so then I go into what I think is the more loving response, which is the let me help, let me handle. Yeah. Fix mm. it, basically. Interesting. Well, and what, what I see a lot in my work with couples okay, is... More often than I should, um, is this has been going on for 35 years, 30 years, 25 years. Mm-hmm. And this one partner has never been heard, never yeah. been validated by her partner or his partner. goes either way. Um, uh, and... What we come to find out through working is that the partner that has never validated or whatever is not intentionally doing that, but they, it's not that they don't want to feel the feelings, they don't even know how. Mm-hmm. And this is so profound and devastating almost, right? They grew up in that avoidant attachment type thing where they never never learn to express emotions, feel emotions, whatever, suck it up, keep going, you know, stop crying, whatever. Uh, uh, I've got this, you know, 
if we get bogged down in these emotions, we'll never get through this. Let's just go, go, go. Well, these are the folks that Brene Brown talks about in her research where um, they know, through thousands of interviews, they know three words, three emotions, mad, sad, happy. That's it. Mm-hmm. So if we don't have the emotional vocabulary and we the reason we don't have the emotional vocabulary is because we don't have the emotions we have hidden from them or or blocked them out and so in these instances i can be coaching this person in front of his or her partner and I mean, just trying to pull out an emotional word, how they're feeling in that a moment. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, it's not good. You know? And, and just pull it out. Is it sad? Yeah, it's sad. And then I'm going, but it's more than that. It's not just sad. What is, you know, and pulling and pulling and pulling. And finally, maybe I'll say, is it despair? And they'll go, I don't know what despair is. Yeah. And and the partner is listening to this, right? Of course. <laughs> and going, oh, my God. Right. 35 years. Well, and it seems like, and I can say this because I think I'm a little bit like this as well. Right. Uh, it's like things get reduced to good and bad, right and wrong. Yeah. You know, where, how are you feeling about something? Well, you know, good or not good. Or, you know, this feels wrong or this feels right. Or, you know, if there's a behavior, like the times that I will, when I think about, you've talked about our inner child and and our sensibilities. And, you know, if somebody tells me that I'm wrong, it's like I've touched a hot, I've emotionally touched a hot stove and Mm -hmm. I recoil and I pull back. And it's the the whole right or wrong thing. And I've realized with a lot of time in therapy and whatever that I I'm all about the gray Mm -hmm. and not the right or wrong. And so growing up and always being told that there is a right way and a wrong way, Mm -hmm. it really rubbed wrong with my sensibilities. Absolutely. And, you know, I that wasn't listened to. And by the way, you know, my parents, their generation you know, it's like you didn't really, I mean, children were to be seen and not heard anyway. Absolutely. And yeah. I grew up the same way. Right. Yeah. And so it was a different thing. And by the way, you know, I mean, do we really want to listen to children that don't see black and white and don't do just, you know, it's right <laughs> or wrong, right? Um, so it's it's an interesting thing. And it, you know, it goes to that. Uh, it's all just so interconnected, which is so interesting to me. It is. And, you know, you, you go back to this couple, let's say they've been together 35 years, and mm-hmm. they're just now discovering all this. That can be um, a really hard place because, you know, I can just see it in their faces sometimes. It's like, is this even worth it after all this? we got to start over? Do we have to, you know? And the partner that's never been... Uh, listen to is realizes that their partner 
is going to have to go through a whole lot of learning about emotions in order to ever really listen to them. And let's say these people are 60, mm-hmm. 55, whatever, right? Um, that can be daunting. It can be. And I, you know, every week when we do this show, I I hear you in my head, uh, not just because I'm replaying this as a podcast, um, <laughs> but this idea of approaching it with a curiosity. Right, and yes. so very often I will go home with some earworm that I've learned or that mm-hmm. we've talked about and, you know, I'll go home and, you know, hey, honey, so like name three emotions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, you know, whatever it is and and create a dialogue and do it from a place of curiosity. Right. And then. Well, that's how we can get through this. That was that's the next step I, I help people with is, OK. Now we've figured this out. We got a lot of work to do. But, you know, it's not just his work with trying to figure out emotions. Right. It's not just your work with, you know, trying to figure out self-worth issues or whatever. This this is a a team, a we, that has a journey to go on together here to help fi- fix all this, right? Mm-hmm. To change it, to learn and grow together and help each other through this, right? This isn't a... Well, he's got to fix this, and she's got to fix that, and maybe it'll work after they do that. Yeah, it's not going to. No, of course not. But if we can work on it together, and they can go home and work on it together in their personal lives, not just in a a once-a-week session with a therapist, right? Right. But go home and, and understand each other's triggers and and. Help each other with emotions. Well, right, and I think that the um, the energy piece is a really interesting thing for people to explore. That you know, if you walk through the door, uh, you know, let's say one spouse uh, works from home or works outside of the home or whatever, and you walk in a in to the room, you know. I would be willing to guess that most listeners can get a vibe of how the day went. Oh, yeah. Right? You know, oh, like yeah. either work went well yeah. or, you know, the, the kids, you yeah. know, how things went or the dog, you know, whatever's right. going on, you can get a sense of that. And so then it's sort of like a proceed with caution and not caution, but now with understanding and empathy. Well, and that's what we want to do, right? In that moment, and so often the person that is feeling down or depressed or whatever it is, it was a rough day, doesn't want to share, right? As soon as they go to this place of, oh, I'll get over it, you know, don't worry about it. It's not you, right? Then where did that, where did the attunement in that, in that, right? I mean, those are the moments it's so critical to sit down, spend a few minutes, hold each other's hand, and listen. Right, and validate and and just do that and 10 minutes later instead of going continuing that evening's relationship 
wondering what you did wrong. Just totally did I do something too. wrong? Oh right. God, what did I do this time? Uh-huh. You know, you know, and listening to them go, no, 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 nothing happened. You know, right? But you don't believe it because course, this because has happened before, right? And, it's all about and you. so there goes the whole evening, right? <laughs> it's not a good thing, and and sit down and talk about it. God, I just had such a terrible day with so and so, and I feel blah blah. I feel this, I feel this, I feel this, and then get those feelings validated and not, you know, no fixing. Right, just Well, if it. you just talk to her a different way, it'd be better. Right. <laughs> it's the one thing you don't want to do, right? You just want to sit down and validate, oh, that, that must have been, been terrible. frustrating, right? Like, frustrating. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Let me know what I can do. Right. Right? So you ask what you can do rather than, and internally, you get an answer like, oh, just hold me. Right. Just give me a hug, you know, um, whatever, rather than, you know. Right. Please don't give me A, B, C, D, and, and you know, A is best. Yeah. So that, that whole idea of, you know, our two brains, it's like listen with our heart right. first and sort of read the room right. and listen with our heart and you know, let the brain take the back seat for a minute. Yeah, and that's so counterintuitive or whatever. I mean, we, our brains have been supposedly running things forever, right? And it's our heart that kind of needs to be in charge. Yeah, I although I think the idea of, um, I you know, I love myself a good challenge. And so the idea mm-hmm. of, you know, today when I go home, of walking in the house and sort of thinking of it as like a, how in tuned I am to the energy that's in the mm, house and right. to just like, all right, let's see how I do with this. <laughs> and, there you know, you and, and checking in with that vibe and leading with the heart, it may be a good way to, to start to get out of my head. Right. And other people too, obviously. Well, when we're around people we're close to, right? I mean, we know. We know. Maybe we'll just go, who? You mad at me? Right, and they didn't say anything. Nothing happened. You just felt yes. the vibe, right? And you know, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Ugh. So, I'm so glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. You've <sighs> got a lot more to talk about with this. Yes, we and do. We're just getting started here. Okay. Well, I think we're pretty much out of time here. So, a reminder to people that are listening. If you want to listen to past episodes of At The Root with Greg, then you can really go to wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts and look for At The Root. You can also find episodes on Greg's YouTube channel, which is called Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuiper. Mm -hmm. There are episodes there. And remember that if you want to connect with Greg and ask a question or gain some insight or learn more about him, you can go to his website, kypercounseling.com. You can. Final words? Everyone, just be aware out there.